I'm Jimmy Smagula. You can follow the podcast at Baby Mouth Pod on Instagram, and you can also follow me on Instagram at Jimmy Smagula or on Twitter also at Jimmy Smagula. That is my name. If you want to support the podcast, and I hope you do, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying enough to support us a little bit. We have a Patreon page. We have a link tree on the Instagram accounts that you can click. You can go to Patreon. You can go to PayPal. You can Venmo me at Jimmy Smagula. There's many ways you can support the podcast. I appreciate it all. And this week, guys, Brussels sprouts. It's very interesting. It's not Brussels. It's not one sprout. It's Brussels sprouts because i think it comes from brussels i don't know maybe my guest will know the thing about brussels sprouts is that i've never had them and i was really thinking about why and the reason is they have had a negative connotation in my brain for years i feel like in my head i hear people saying like eat your brussels sprouts like i feel like it's like a it's a it's a vegetable that has a a, a bad rep and it's got a negative thing but so i found a guest who is literally the most positive person I know. I have known this man for 20 years. He is the actor that I have worked with the most in my career. We've done four projects together, which is crazy. He is currently nominated for a SAG Award for Best Cast in a Motion Picture for The Five Bloods, which Spike Lee directed, which I loved, by the way. I love the movie. It's on Netflix. It's so great. He and I did The Music Man at the Kennedy Center together. He was a brilliant Harold Hill. He is the first African-American actor to ever play the role of the Phantom in The Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. I can't believe I have him on my podcast. Please welcome Norm Lewis. Norm, welcome to Baby Mouth. Oh, my God. And the crowd goes wild. Oh, my God. They just go wild. Can you believe all the things you've done since I've known you? Oh, my goodness. Lord, have mercy. We, yeah, we were babies when we did... We, we did Sweeney Todd together in Arlington, Virginia at Signature Theater. The first thing we did together was Sweeney Todd. You played Sweeney. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe we don't even know this, but I feel like you were the first African-American actor to ever play that role in a, in a major production. Who knows? I don't know. I'm going to look that. Let's look it up. We got to look, look it, up. it up. I mean, you've yeah. done a lot of firsts. You've broken a lot of barriers for so many people of color performers of color i was kind of shocked when i heard that you were the first african-american actor to play the phantom on broadway mm -hmm. i i have been in phantom unfortunately we didn't do it together that would have been number five <laughs> but why do you think it took so long well it's still taking a, a little you know it's it's still in process let's just yes. put it that way um yes. i just think people just they have an idea like I even when I said uh, in one of my interviews when I first got the show people have an idea of what a character is and what a character looks like 
And a lot of times people of color, especially black people, are not in that that look. They're yes. not in that imagination unless it is specifically a black role. And so right. to step outside the box is, 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 is it was bravery back then. Uh, right now, it's a little bit more like, you know what, it's a necessity. But Robert Guillaume is the first African-American to play the role yeah. in Los Angeles. But, you know, I, I heard about that. Initially, I would say, I thought, you know, he's a star. So, of course, he gets an open door, you know, to that. But he's also someone who had the chops. He could actually sing it. Yes, he could. So I, I use that as, like, like inspiration and say, well, maybe, you know what, let me just try to become a star. <laughs> let me try to become a name <laughs> or something. And maybe I will get that chance to play the role. But I really, really wanted it. Not in the beginning because the role is so amazing. Yes. It and is. the show is so amazing. The music's amazing. But then after that, it became like, I want to set a precedent, yes. not to become the first. I, you know, I couldn't care less about that. I actually am very proud of the fact, but I, even if I came second, it doesn't matter. But I just wanted to be that image that people could see. And that's what it was. A lot of people after the show from different parts of this earth, uh, from India, yeah. from Brazil, from, uh, from China, you know, came up to me and said, now I feel like I could either play this role or I could be in this show without, you know, any consequence. We don't think of Harold Hill as an African-American man. Now I do because you were so freaking good in the music, man. At the Kennedy Center, I had the time. Norm Lewis, let me tell you, I hadn't <laughs> done a musical in 10 years, not a wow. single musical. I moved to Los Angeles. I said, bye-bye, Broadway. I've been doing television and then this came up and I couldn't. And when I heard you were going to be Harold Hill, I couldn't resist trying to be in this show. And then I got in and it was the time of my life. Well, it was about time you came back to the musicals, buddy. Um, just because it was such a great cast. And you guys, if you don't know Jimmy, like if you don't know Jimmy's singing voice, you've got to hear it. Oh, like well. if you just know him as an actor, that's great. And he's a great actor, but his voice is golden. So, and now that we've done all this um, <laughs> admiration, so what is that? That uh, admiration society or whatever. Yes, I know. But it's true, though. I mean, the thing about it is like, you know, you gravitate towards people that you love and you yes. uh, there's a certain energy that you feel. Sometimes you don't feel that energy, but you, yeah. you still continue to do the art and you still, right. you know, you're still on, uh, on the same team. But, you know, it's great that we've had this relationship for 20 plus years and and we'll continue to grow. And the thing is, that's what this theatrical community is all about. Yes. That's one thing that I've missed, you know, even doing TV and film. It There's that community that yes. is, is a little bit more spread out. You know, they still stick together in certain, but there's nothing like the theatrical community. It's there's, so true, Norm. It's so true. You can't touch it. Yeah, I mean, to yeah. have a friend like you for 20 years and who I just call and you say, I'll do your podcast. Just let me know when it's just a, it's a wonderful thing. Now you're eating something right now. Now, what are you? Cause it's lunchtime there in New York. Well, we, I want to yeah. get into some food talk here because I want to know, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Cause when we did Sweeney Todd, you were doing this thing called fit for life, right, this right. kind of diet program. And you would eat, I don't know what, but not a lot all week. And then on Sunday was your big cheat day. And we would go to Five Guys Hamburgers and you would get two huge burgers. <laughs> yeah, they called, they called it my greedy bitch day. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you somebody who diets a, a lot? And are you like... Are you still? Because back then you were in it to win it. I was in it to win it. I was young and I was trying to be beautiful, you know, uh, still because I was still holding on to that youth. I'm trying. I was, 
right now I'm an old hag. I'm, I'm, I got a lot of COVID weight. You know, no. it's like, uh, I am eating pretty well. Like the, yeah. I'm eating what looks like meat, but it's called beyond meat and oh. they have sausages. Yeah. It's a beyond meat sausage. Yeah. And then they also have beyond meat hamburgers and also ground beef and stuff like that. So I try to incorporate that into my diet. I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, but every once in a while I'll go a week without like actually eating meat. Oh, interesting. And, um, you know, and I'll eat more vegetables and stuff. So I'm trying to incorporate that. I don't yeah. have like a strict diet, but, and then I have this bread that I love. I, I just love challah bread. Like for some reason, this <laughs> challah, challah or, uh, you know, is it challah yeah, bread? Do the throat clearing for the challah exactly. bread. I love it. You know, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of part Jewish just being in New York anyway. Absolutely. So, um, so, but I love this. They have these hollow bread rolls at this store that I go to and they are just delicious anyway. But yeah, it's, I, you know, I'm just at this age, I'm 57. I'm going to be 58 this year. And I'm just trying to, trying to hang in there, brother. You know, I hear, I hear you. And do you eat differently? It's funny. Cause like when I'm doing a show, I have to eat differently depending on what I'm doing, depending on the show you're doing. Are you eating differently because of that? I, a little bit. I mean, I would say I probably eat different times of the day. Yeah. Because I try not to eat as, you know, too close to when I have to perform. I don't want a full stomach. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of eat around this, like the same stuff. Yeah. But it's just the time of day that I would eat. And do you find that stuff affects your singing voice as well? Because I mean, talk about a golden voice. That was a very nice compliment. But you have one of the most beautiful voices that we have on, on Broadway. Oh, the stop it. On, oh, Norm. stop. Oh, you oh. know you do. Oh, as my friend Nicholas King would say, oh, start. You know you do. <laughs> oh, oh, just just start. We love your golden <laughs> tones. But so you must eat uh, according accordingly uh, for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and what I would say is that I try to, you know, again, it depends on how close uh, I get to performing. Yes. I try to stay away from acidic things, you know, yeah. um, you know, like orange juice or or uh, any sort of tomato sauce or something like that before a show. Yeah. Now, after a show, I'll throw down. Yes, yes. Well, we have <laughs> but, to. We're so tired and hungry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, you're just trying to uh, fuel your body and yeah. in the right way so you can give that performance uh, at either, either the uh, uh, the matinee or at 8 yeah, o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, okay, Norm, so why Brussels? First of all, it's Brussels sprouts. Did you know right. that? I did know that. I, I didn't know the origin, but I just looked it up as you were talk talking. It says, it says, where do Brussels sprouts get their name? It has to do with the origin of how Brussels, Brussels sprouts got their name. Brussels sprouts are named after the fact, and you were right, that they were cultivated in Belgium in the 1600s. There you go. First of all, a beautiful voiceover performance. Thank you oh, for that. He's available for you. voiceover work. That was I'm going to use that as my audition. That was gorgeous. <laughs> Yes, I'll send you the MP3. That was beautiful. You can add it to your demo reel. But um, yeah, that's very interesting. I think a lot of people say Brussels Brussels sprouts. I mean, right, it's right. kind of hard to really, I guess, differentiate unless you really want to play. I mean, standard American speech for the stage, we would say Brussels sprouts. 
Right, but right. Why did you choose this particular? By the way, they smell delicious. I made people. He sent me a recipe with a video. I mean, this was one of the easiest, most enjoyable um, <laughs> collaborations with a guest on Baby Mouth I've ever had. He sent a beautiful video from YouTube on how to make these panko garlic encrusted <laughs> Brussels sprouts. I made them this morning. It's nine fifteen a.m. here in Los Angeles right now. So at eight o'clock this morning, I was chopping. Brussels sprouts, but why did you pick this particular? Because I send you a long list of foods I've never eaten, and you picked this. Right, one. right. I love Brussels sprouts, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I became more aware of them. Uh, you know, I grew up not liking them at all. Yeah. And then later on, as I became an adult, I started liking them. You know, especially with a little bit more added flavor and stuff, just salt and pepper or whatever. And then I got to uh, the chance to go to London for a year back in 2010. Yes. And that is a huge. It, it Brussels sprouts are a huge tradition during, like, around the holidays, especially around Christmas time. And over there, they just call them sprouts, right? I don't yeah. think they call them Brussels sprouts. They don't want to give Brussels the the cred. <laughs> The credit for it, but uh, yeah, it just it, you know they advertise them in uh, a lot of the uh, restaurants, and even when they have you know sale at the grocery store, things like that. But it's a big tradition. In fact, the year I was there, 2010, for Christmas, they ran out of Brussels sprouts oh my in, the, God. in the country. Whoa! So it was a big deal. So it was that's a big hilarious. Deal. Um, now, do you like English food? Because I was over in England and we found some great, we went just for vacation for a week and it's extraordinary. I mean, I, I could, I was the first time I was there. It was just like three or four years ago. London mm -hmm. is just, I know you spent a lot of time over there um, yeah, I performing. Love the English food is not, it's not known for its kind of deliciousness. Yeah. They're not known for their, like the Italians yes. or the Chinese or something yes. like that. But what I would say is that I did kind of, I wanted to try the, the, the uh, traditional English breakfast. Yes. And I did that a couple of times, you know, with the baked beans. And then they had this thing called black pudding, which I'll, I don't ever have to taste again. Yep. But, <laughs> but good that you tried it. That's what this podcast is all about. That's good. You're yeah. not a baby mouth. I'm not a baby mouth. Nope. And so it was great. And every once in a while, you know, I kind of will go back to if, when I go back and visit, I will have the traditional you know, their bacon is very soft. It's just basically ham. Okay. Uh, it's, I know. Because right. I'm know. like, yeah, can you crisp this up a little bit? Yeah, I like, like it that. extra crispy, extra crispy, <laughs> delicious. Do you do like a bangers and mash or a, a fish? I mean, fish and chips I enjoy. That's I would say that was the thing that I really enjoy. I found a place that was so traditional uh, with their, their fish and chips that I would, while I was there, Almost every two weeks, I would go back to that place and get fish and chips. There was something wow. magical about eating, eating that fish and chips. You've done a lot of international traveling. Do you try to... Do you try to get an authentic food experience? Because yes. I know you've been to Japan. I, yeah. I think you've probably been to South Korea. Is that right? I mean, I, I've been I, to I, Vietnam. Vietnam. I mean, you've been yeah. all over. Wait, did you shoot the Five Bloods in Vietnam? Yeah, we did. We shot the, the jungle scenes in Thailand. But we shot the exteriors, like the modern day stuff in, in Vietnam. Oh, my. I don't know why. I just assume everybody's in Burbank. You know what I mean? I just assume it's like if you're doing a movie, you're in Glendale. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the hills of We're Glendale behind you. We're in the jungles of Van Nuys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But do you try to seek out an authentic food experience oh, yeah. when you go to those places? Like, what did you eat in Vietnam? What did you eat in um, Thailand? 
Oh God! I mean, the, Thailand. We definitely ate a, a, beyond a lot of. I got sick of Thai food. Like I really, because I was eating so much of it, yeah. and I couldn't stop. And I had to go. Okay, let me just have a hamburger right now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, you went to some places that are high scale, you know, higher up, and yes. then you went to places that were like the you know the, where the locals go. Right. And it was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. Um, and the abundance of it was fantastic. It was just so amazing. And I in Vietnam, same thing. We were in Vietnam for such a short amount of time, so I didn't really get a chance to do as much exploring uh food wise but uh we did do a couple of traditional nights oh that is so awesome i mean i would try to do that on the u.s tour like i just did mm-hmm. les mis on tour and i would try to find like if we were in the south i would try to find the local real right. southern place to have or a real barbecue place in texas or try to just find something authentic and experience in each place but it never like veered out of my comfort zone you know what i mean like i'm not sure what i've never had vietnamese food i don't know what i would eat there uh thai food i just had pad thai for the first time i thought it was soup i didn't even know it was chicken and noodles i thought pad thai was a kind of soup that you had well there's there's different versions of pad thai so you know you can but it's um it's just great that you can explore other people's food but you also get to feel their culture as well and a lot of people are you know you get to have amazing conversations and learn about history and learn about certain things so it's great to explore those kinds of things and to find out the origins like you know just this whole brussels sprouts yeah now we know why now now we we know know. why all right so i'm gonna try now the brussels sprouts now when's the last time you think you had these it's been a while i would say within you know because i don't i i don't necessarily cook brussels sprouts at home and during this pandemic i've been doing a lot more survival cooking as opposed to you know trying experimenting um we all are (laughs) (laughs) but i might uh after suggesting it to you i might go out and get some myself but it's been it's been about a year or so since i've had it because they're very easy to make norm very easy and you can also try i i I was debating should i send you there was another balsamic vinegar uh recipe that is also really good um that it has like a sweetness to it, mm. but I figured you would like the cheese. You and, know what you know. I like: cheese yeah. and breadcrumbs. It's got panko breadcrumbs, garlic oil, Parmesan cheese. I mean, you went with like the most Italian smagula recipe you could find. You were like <laughs> smagula. I'm gonna send them the Parmesan recipe. They smell delicious. I still. Why do you think they have such a negative connotation? And it's it's interesting that you say that you didn't like them growing up. Did some was your did your mom and dad force you to try to eat these Brussels sprouts with somebody like Norm? You got to eat these Brussels sprouts. Well, no. It, first of all, it was a it, it was a vegetable. Yes. Also, it looked like a baby cabbage, <laughs> and I was like, oh, because my parents loved cabbage. They would put ham and stuff in it, and. But I was not a fan of cabbage either. I was like, oh, come on. Really? How did cabbage you survive thing? in a house with parents that loved something that you didn't want to eat? Oh, God. Well, but it, it, the thing about it, there were other foods that I could gravitate yes, towards. And, yes. But I had to, you know, I grew up in a household where you had to eat it. There was no, right. like, well, oh, I don't like that or I have a special diet. No, you had to eat that shit. Oh, right. sorry. You had to <laughs> eat it. You or- curse. Oh, my God. We curse so much on here. We can curse. Um, or you just, you know, you go hungry. But Right. That was not my house. My mom. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that was not my house. My mom, if I didn't like something, 
she goes, okay, you don't have to eat that. What do you want me to make you? Grilled cheese or a hot dog? Like, I know. That's why I'm, but that's why we are here now. This is how wow. I got here. Wow. But I, I hope you really get into these Brussels sprouts. All right, I'm going to open them up. Because they're, fin- they're finger food, and you know a lot of restaurants serve them like this. You think I should eat these with my fingers? Because I brought out a fork. You could do a fork. You could do finger. I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's oh, right. a lot of times people, uh, a lot of, I know a lot of restaurants that serve these as appetizers. So, right, right. Cause yeah. these are beautiful. I mean, I'm going to show you here on our Zoom. Look, oh, look at, at that. that. Ooh, Aren't uh, they gorgeous? They are. I made Great. them myself, Norm Lewis. Great job, Smagula. Thank you. I can't <laughs> believe it. They have this wonderful panko. I mean, there's garlic. I minced the garlic. And the minute I smelled that garlic, I mean, even though it was eight in the morning, I was in heaven. I was like, oh, garlic is just so good. And I think it's really good for you. Mm -hmm. You know, my aunt Liz recently passed away, maybe a couple of years ago, but she lived to be 96. And I always said that she just, her veins were just filled with garlic. Yeah, (laughs) just garlic attacking any germ or virus that would enter her body. Exactly. Keeps the the vampires away, too. Yeah, I'm excited because, like I said in the intro, Brussels sprouts, they have a negative connotation. They have a bad rap in the world. Yeah, yeah. Not these. All right, here we go. All right, here here I go. go. First time, Brussels sprouts with Norm Lewis, SAG-nominated, Tony-nominee, Broadway, 16 Broadway shows I had to Google. You've done 16 (laughs) shows. I don't know how you're still walking upright. It's exhausting, this man. All right, here I go. I'm going to take the whole thing. Mm, oh, oh. And it's good for you. That's delicious. You know? Yeah. Now, here's what I think. Mm. Now, of course, mm. now here's what's interesting. Of course, the panko garlic parmesan, of course, that's going to be good. I could eat that with a fork, with mm-hmm. a spoon. Just that, and it would be delicious. So I was interested to get into the actual taste of the sprout. It tastes delicious. Yeah. It's not vegetable-y. It doesn't taste like a weird greeny kind of, because I don't like a vegetable-y taste. (laughs) I don't enjoy that. I wish the I wish I wish your listeners could see your face. Yeah, I don't enjoy vegetable-y. No, no, no. No, no, no. I don't enjoy that. (laughs) <laughs> no thank you but this and it's also soft is that because i cooked it in the oil yeah yeah that that definitely helps i mean people just like with um people have different taste textures if you will just mm-hmm. like with uh with the um pasta some yeah. people like it al dente some people like yeah. it soft you know blah 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 so it just depends on how long you keep it in the oven or whatever oh my god i'm gonna have another yeah. little bite here of this i yeah, want to listen one eat. more time Eat, brother. And while you're doing that, what I would suggest, and this is something I want you to think about, mm. just in, luxuriate in the taste of it. Mm, um, so but I want you to think. I want you to think about this, baby mouth. You need to, as you were introducing yourself, you need to have a a theme song. I do. You do? I, I haven't heard it. Theme song. I just don't play it for the guests. Oh, I wanted you know, to hear it. Was, I wrote a disco theme song. Oh Jesus! Okay, there you we gotta go. Gotta listen to it. It's so good. I, I will listen to it. All and right. you know Jesse Vargas, a music supervisor, yeah. music director? He orchestrated it. He did it on his Logic program. It sounds like a, a huge choir behind me. It's all about oh all the God. foods I never ate. I can't wait. I can't wait. And are you singing? Are you singing? I it? sing every voice on it. Good. All good. the backups and me singing. That's what I wanted to That's hear. So, no, uh, it's a great theme song. I should have had you sing it. 
<laughs> no, sing no, no, it no. with me. No, all right. No. No, those are delicious. Now, are there any textures or kinds of foods that you don't enjoy eating? Are there things that you say, like, I'm not? Or are there any kind? Do you like fish? Are you a are you an adventurous taster of foods? I will say yes to a point. I mean, like, I'm not into chicken feet or oh, things like that. Some of the things that I saw, God rest his soul, but Bourdain, uh, you know. Yes, Anthony talk. Bourdain. I, 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 some of those things I'm like, no. Or like the live bugs and stuff mm. like that, no. No, and then uh, there's this other uh, either documentary or some sort of thing I saw on television once where there's a special group of these guys that meet uh, and they eat cheese, but oh. the cheese have maggots in them. And that's on purpose. Ooh. Like the maggots do something to give a certain flavor. Like, <laughs> what is this yeah. show? You saw this on a television show? Yeah, years ago. It was like a, either a PBS or a Discovery Channel or something. And these guys, it's a special club. <gasps> yeah, it is. That's a special. <laughs> that is definitely, that is certainly a special club. You're right. They eat this cheese that is filled with maggots, maggot or larva or some shit like um, some stuff like that. And yeah, <laughs> and it's okay to eat those things. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Well, yeah. I mean, I've also seen same sort of type of channel, you know, things that uh, people who were more primitive, yes, they would go and open up, like, get some tree bark, and then they would see like a, oh. a worm or something in it, and then they would eat it, like oh it was a snack. My god and it has like protein in it have you ever watched bear grills yeah or... i did for a while but then i saw an article that said that he was like staying in a hotel overnight or something <laughs> <laughs> did you see so he's a fraud did you see that article i enjoyed him but then i read an article that was like yeah him and the crew they stay in a like in the, the four seasons overnight maybe i make i don't know i gotta check that out before i put oh, this podcast out of the world but that i thought is... i read that i thought he was like canceled maybe not that's you, have you seen him lately, Bear Grylls? No, I haven't seen him lately. Yeah, I but think it's he's just canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but even even uh, Anthony Bourdain would go to exotic places, and you know, you would see the eating of live. What do you call them? Not insects, but I can't think of what you call them. But um, mm, yeah, um, just live animals, just live kind of stuff. I I will say I've never done the steak tartare. Is that like a raw steak tartare? That's a raw steak. Oh, see, I don't even know what that is. But how could that be good for you? Doesn't it make you sick? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. But sushi? Will you do sushi? I'll do sushi. I like sushi. All right. Um, That's every once in a while. It's not uh, often, but every once in a while, I'll get a craving for sushi. But I, you know, I'm pretty basic. Have you done eel? Like, would you do that? Like, I have done eel. Oh, see you. So yeah. you're an exotic. That, I consider that exotic eating. I really do. And octopus. I've done octopus. I've done, you know, things like that. Wow. And squid. I just had sardines for the first time. I thought I was going to drop dead. Like, I didn't think I was going to survive even looking. You open the tin and it's actual fish scales. It looks like yeah. somebody caught them in the ocean and just put them in the tin and said, eat them. Have you ever had sardines? Oh, God. That's my dad loved them. I grew up on them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. would you eat them today? Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I would, I would. Wow. I, um, I, I've even had some of them um, on. Well, that's anchovy. I'm thinking of anchovy. Yeah, for, they're different for pizza, but um, right. but no, I, I will eat sardines. I, wow. I would do that. I grew up. I grew up on spam. You ever have spam? I've never had it, but people seem to enjoy spam. spam uh, Hawaii, I think, is the largest consumer of spam per capita yes. for like the uh, 
for for the world. Is it delicious? It's it's got a flavor that you go, yeah, you know what? I'm hungry. I, this fulf- this fills my my stomach. I don't know what's in it, but it's okay. It kind of tastes like ham, right. but kinda. Right. Uh, but my mom used to cook it for egg, like spam and eggs. Yeah. Uh, I used to have spam sandwiches. Um, wow. What else did I have with spam? Uh, spam salad. Now this is the thing my mom used to cook that I did eat, <laughs> but I don't think I would ever eat it again as an adult. But my mom used to make brains and eggs. Oh my! Are you why? What kind of brains? Like a cow brain? No, I think it was a pig brain. I think it was a pig brain. Yeah, oh. but that was a delicacy. That was something that was you know you have to understand that that food came down from yes. you know a legacy of people having to eat scraps and that's yes. why now i still love chitlins i have not had chitlins in I've a while i've even had that i don't even know uh, to be i've heard of chitlins but i don't know what that is chitlins is hog intestines oh yeah so it has like if you cook them a certain way they have the texture of maybe calamari or something like that okay but my, I grew up with them. You have to clean them, clean them, clean them, because yeah, obviously yeah. things go through them. Uh, but wow, you have it with uh, the way we grew up. We would have it with rice, collard greens, cornbread, and um, yeah, and put some hot sauce on it. It's fantastic. It's interesting what you just said about it came down through a legacy of people. Uh-huh. Because as a white person, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's just yeah. another thing. Like it's been, it's been such an interesting time to be a white person because I'm yeah. learning so much about my white privilege and the way I think as a white person. You even just saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, here I am yeah. going brains, gross, and it's like, no, that's all that people had to eat. They didn't yeah, have the choice, and yeah. that's how it came to be that people are still eating that as part of a legacy of people. That's. That's you. You just taught me something, Norm Lewis. Yeah. Really, that's really interesting. I'm glad you said that. It it definitely you know uh, you feel the souls, you feel the 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 teachings and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Your ancestors and basically, especially with my American ancestors, you know, being slaves. Yes, those are the kinds of things that kind of filtered down. So wow, I'm glad you said that. I learned so really. I'm so happy to know that now. Now I'm not going to go ill brains. It's like no. It's still kind of gross. It is. It's still brains at the end of the day. (laughs) You know, it's still intestines. But if you think about it in the way that you just described it, it's like, oh, this is something valuable that I should eat. This is really something interesting. Well, I also, if you look at uh, a couple of other things, like I grew up, I haven't had this since my, you know, my mom passed away back in uh, the mid, mid nineties, but I haven't had this food in a long time, but I grew up with uh, eating liver and onions. Right. And uh, that was, it was fantastic. I, you know, I remember the taste being really good, but I haven't had it since my mom cooked it. Yeah. But then some people think about like, that's kind of gross, but then you think about, well, you do eat like pate, which is goose liver. Right. And so it just depends. And that's more of like, oh, that's shishi food. That's an elevated food. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, it's good. You're bringing me to a new segment on my podcast. It's not even that new anymore now. And it's a segment that I started called Acquired Taste. Because so many people talk about acquired taste. In fact, you talk about Brussels sprouts for you being an acquired taste. You didn't enjoy them as a kid and now you like them. 
Yeah. I love them. They're, that was delicious. I'm going to finish that whole bowl by 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. But I'm doing this every week because I had an olive on this podcast for the first time. I never had olives. Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. not good. Talk about vegetable They're not good. <laughs> but my guest kept saying to me, it's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste. You got to just keep trying them. So now every week... On this podcast, I eat an olive in this segment, Acquired Taste. I wish I never started this segment because I still don't enjoy them. But I have the olives here. Do you Uh believe in Acquired Taste? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are things that I can't even think of like anything right now that I could tell you that is gross to me that other people really get into. But yeah, yeah, people have Acquired Taste. I I mean, uh, this is very simple, but... I have an argument with a really good friend of mine about how well done or not well done a steak is. And <laughs> he loves it. Basically, he, he loves it blue. So you sear it on one side for a few seconds, and then you sear it on the other side for a few seconds, and he's ready to eat. Oh, boy. And I'm like, at least let me <laughs> give me yeah. a few more minutes. Just give me some minutes. In that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let me, let me challenge you as far as the olive. Do you like vodka? I do. Why don't you let the olives soak in a vodka for a little bit and then taste it? See, that I probably would like better than just this. This yeah. is what I'm eating. The Costa Vitrano olive. It has a pit in it. It's got pits. Um, Maybe try the non-pitted ones. Maybe that's that might help a little yeah. bit. Um, but also let it like, soak in some, uh, mm. some vodka right now. I haven't had vodka in. I don't even know how long. I love it, but I haven't. You have had- some at the house? No. Do you have some at the we don't even keep any alcohol. I know, Norm. Well, we drive. L.A. is different than New York. You can't go to a bar. I mean, you can't go to a bar anywhere now. But back in the day, in New York, you can't just, you know, you can go to a bar and have five drinks and get in a, you know, put your arm up and get a cab and stumble home. You can't do right. it in L.A. So we don't have any. I mean, in the house, you know, we could probably get drunk in the house and just stay here. Well, there's also that thing called, there's a new invention called what? <laughs> Uber? <laughs> Uber. Um, think about that. Put the app on your phone, dude. Seriously. I have it. No, I have Uber and Lyft. Come on. I have a few of my friends literally who do not drive in LA anymore because oh. they Uber everywhere. Even wow. audition, uh, you know, everywhere. I read an article saying people were selling their cars because it was cheaper to just Uber. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, next time you try the olive so for next week let it get some vodka just a small right. like you know whatever your favorite my favorite yeah. is kettle one but yeah. you know something like you know ciroc or whatever but kettle uh, one is delicious yeah so let it soak while you're doing your podcast and then eat it at the end gray goose delish gray goose yeah gray goose Wonderful. come on all right but i'm gonna eat this now because i want to know if it's gonna get better and better do you think at my age i'm 45 do you mm-hmm. think that i have a chance to have an acquired taste i had one guest on who said uh, it's too late in life for you to really have an acquired taste like that has to be something from you know younger your palate's not going to really expand anymore what do you think i don't think that's true i think that you you can uh, you can you can gain, you can acquire a new taste in life. I feel like you can. Do you enjoy uh, olives, by the way? Not in vodka. I, lo- I love olives because um, they'll. I'll eat them like it's a. It's part of like a. I love Mediterranean like salads yeah. and food things, and that's a huge part of it. Wait, hold on. Before you do that, hold okay. on, hold on. All right. Let me look something up here. Oh what? my god, I love. He's such an engaged guest. He's looking things up, people. Ooh, let's see. Okay. So it's it says here. 
that because uh, I, I typed in what goes good with olives, and they say uh, they go well with garlic, cheese, capers, mm-hmm. and anchovies. Mm. Uh, sometimes known as I don't know what it's T S I can't T S A K I S T E S. The Casey's. I don't know what that is. Um. They marinate in oil mix. Oh, you know what? Maybe you should try some olive oil. Well, I like olive oil. I love olive oil. It's just this Castavetrano olive has a pit in it. It's not good. That, okay, but that's okay. That's fine. It's just that I want to try the pure, because people eat these just alone, the olive, and I want to try to like the pure olive. My mother loves them. Yeah, I mean, people do eat them alone, but I think most of the time people eat them with other things. Like, I'm going to eat this olive. I'm just going to try it again and get through this segment that I never should have started, truly. Uh, you have bread? Do you have any bread? No, that you- I'm just going to eat this. Here I go. All right, let's, let's do now, interesting. I have to say this time, it's a little sweeter. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, now listen, that was not as disgusting as usual. I tasted Again. a sweeter flavor in there. And I, I've said this before. I think about the olive a lot during the week now. I think <laughs> about the next time I'm going to eat it. What is it that I don't like about it? That wasn't horrible. Okay. All not right. great, but... Not so bad. I wonder, maybe, maybe Norm, I'm acquiring a taste. Maybe you're acquiring a taste, dude. Seriously, listen, it takes what, 21 days to uh, yeah. either get rid of or just dis- discover a new uh, habit. So. Right, maybe. Now, I have an email from a listener, Norm. Oh. They've Ooh. written into babymouthpodcast at gmail.com with a food nightmare, a food story. They're trying a new food something, and I have this email, and I'm going to read it to you, and we can talk about it. Okay. Jimmy, love the podcast. Really engaging and fun with sweet vulnerability. Well, thank you. That's a nice compliment. Very nice. That is nice. My food nightmare was the time in college when I went to my friend's house in Boston for dinner with her parents. We sat down to dinner, and a huge platter was placed in front of me, a gigantic tongue i almost barfed all over it i'm sure it was something lovingly made by her mother i immediately told her i was sorry but i'm allergic to tongue it would give me an asthma attack her face dropped i felt terrible but there was no way in hell i was gonna put tongue on my tongue i ate veggies and left hungry that's from sally in westchester Norm, oh, have you ever lied to anybody about eat again to try to get out of eating a food? Oh, absolutely. You yeah. have like what? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I remember going to a dinner once, and I, you know, again, I'm adventurous. I'll try things. Yes. And I forgot what the I don't even know what the meat was. Maybe it was just like some sort of regular meat, but it was made in a way that just <laughs> was the combination was horrible. And I ended up saying that, oh, gosh. And I, I remember just eating maybe the vegetables or the starch. And I said, I, you forgive me. I, I ate actually before I came. And I am so full. Um, and, you know, it, it, maybe I can take this home or whatever. But thank you so much. Yeah, it was it was beyond horrible. That's so funny you offered to take it home. Yeah, yeah. You got some aluminum foil? <laughs> That is so funny. Not only did you say you ate before, but but I'd love to take this home. Yeah, I'd love to. Listen, you. I know you spent a lot of time on this, and I appreciate all the effort. I'm just so full. I apologize. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've done that a lot because I'm afraid to eat half the things that people put in front of me. If I go to a dinner or someone invites me out, I mean, I've spent years like 
if some a new friend or a business meeting or something, they say, like, let's go to this seafood restaurant, and you don't want to go, like, I literally don't eat anything from the sea. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you go on the website and hope there's a chicken sandwich, or but even then you feel weird ordering it in front of somebody. So you just lie and say, like, oh, you know, I ate, or, you know, my stomach's feeling a little, I'm just going to have some bread, you yeah, know, and yeah. a soda. But uh, yeah, but lying to get, I mean, there is no way I would eat a tongue. Have you ever eaten tongue? I grew up on tongue. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But I did not, I haven't eaten it in years. Again, these are like more, I don't want to say childhood, but like I probably had my last tongue. um, (laughs) (laughs) My last tongue was. When was your last tongue, Norm? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I was in my 20s. I think I was in before I moved to New York. Yeah. So, but after that, I was like, eh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like I would see it in the delicatessen and I'm like, no, I can't do it. So can't there are a lot of foods that you ate as a child that you just yeah. don't eat anymore. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have to. I don't have to. Yeah. That's another, that was another thing because I had to, in order to survive, in order to eat that day, you had to eat what they serve. Right. So, are yeah. you somebody that you, that said, thinks you have a sweet tooth? Are you a sweet tooth person? I used to kind of be never really every once in a while. I've never been like, I have to have candy. Yeah. Uh, But every once in a while I will get a craving for like some candy. Mostly it's baked goods. Mm. I love soft cookies. Like I'm a big soft cookie guy. I would say my favorite, favorite cookie is, um, uh, what is the name of that? Levain bakery. Levain. Levain bakery bakery there's no better cookie i've had them shipped oh. to my home in los oh. angeles norm and it's not cheap to do that no it's not no it's not <laughs> and let me tell you one thing and you know what and i need to talk to people at levain because i was <laughs> <laughs> opening night of porgy and bess i wanted to give the cast a present but it's so hard to give individual stuff so yes. what i did is i went to levain i said this is what's happening i know your your cookies cost four dollars each oh my god i'm gonna buy 200 of them is there any discount on that amount yeah, they're like give- no it's four dollars each plus oh. tax and i said are you serious i said come on like this is in bulk can't you give me a bulk they're like no 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 wow. no they, they were care. adamant about it they no. don't care because they knew I was going to get it anyway. So <laughs> you got them anyway. Spent eight grand on cookies. Eight, $8 million dollars on cookies for opening night. And you had to wait online for forty five minutes on Seventy Fourth Street. Well, actually, what's funny, I, I called ahead of time just to let them know, and and they did. What What was great is that it was a long line, but I. Yes. I got to go in and I paid for it and the whole thing. So now they have a new location on, uh, on Amsterdam, just a few blocks from the original location. That's much bigger, much bigger and never, and no one's ever in there. And the Harlem location is oh, no one's really ever in there. You can always go up. I think it's like one eighteen or something. It's really great. And of course it's all the same cookies and we try to make them here. You can find a recipe. Do you want me to send you the recipe that tastes? Do you like, the, do you like the chocolate? peanut butter ones or only the chocolate chip ones chocolate peanut butter is my favorite okay these chocolate peanut butter levain people do not write to me do not sue me i'm just a a small man here trying to (laughs) eke out a simple existence i'm just a small i'm a small independent podcast person (laughs) do i have no legal team but we have a recipe for the chocolate peanut butter that tastes exactly like the chocolate peanut butter i think i'm in love with you right now. it's so good 
Jimmy, I, I, I'm going to declare my love for you right now publicly. <laughs> Norm, I think that's a great place to stop. There's nothing else. What could I say after that? Um, yes, you could say yes. Oh, yes, Norm, yes. And- it's a, it's a, it's, who would say no to you? Listen, uh, this has been tremendous uh, talking to you, and I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of the fact that you finally have something that showcases who you are and showing your personality. Um, Also, the other night I was uh, in (laughs) – this sounds horrible. (laughs) I was in bed the other night. I have a television in my room, which is, like, terrible to have, but (laughs) I I fell asleep. I woke up around 3 o'clock in the morning, and – Guess what came on? Us on Better Things. Better Things. Oh, my God. Like literally right before. Like, I woke up right at that moment and yeah. right before we started singing. And it was awesome. It's it was so, awesome. Norm and I were on this show, Better Things on FX. Pamela Adlon, who I have to, she cooks her ass off. She needs to be on this podcast. She has, we have to get her on my podcast. She's like my yeah. number, my after you, she's my number two, like want on this podcast. But we did this show together and it was so much fun. And I just adore her and you and her and Holland Taylor and John, John Briones and Gabrielle oh. Ruiz. It was the best day. It was truly. And she truly. wrote that part for you, Norm Lewis. She, I, you know what? It's so funny. And I know we keep going on in this podcast, but I have to say it was one of the best moments of my life because I got a call to my manager, Jeremy Katz. God bless him. Who I love. Who everybody loves him. And it was so funny. (laughs) He called and said, Hey, how would you like to play Norm Lewis in a show? And I said, what are you talking about? He's like, Pamela (laughs) Adlin wrote a part for you in better things called like, it's his name is Norm Lewis. I know. <laughs> I know. I was Jimmy. Holland was Holland. John John was John John. We were all just ourselves singing yeah. away, having a great time. You know, she almost came to the Music Man in DC. Did she? Because she's I good friends that. with Rosie too. Oh, and man. she was like Norm and Rosie. I have to come, but then she didn't make it. But uh, she almost came to see us. Oh man, we oh. got to give her a call. We got to give her. Oh, a call. I got to get her on. I love Norm Lewis. I love you. Thank you, you so much for coming on the podcast. And I can't wait to see you and give you a big hug. And I can't wait to do another musical with you. Likewise, brother. And I have one more thing to say. Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Thank you, right. Norm. That's an inside joke, people. We'll tell you about it later. All right, everybody. Let's call my mom. I doubt she's eaten this. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, she never forced me to eat this as a kid. So I'll be interested to see if she's ever had it. Here she comes. Hi, Mom. How's it going? Hi, Jim. Going great. (laughs) What's going on? Oh, I'm so excited because Tuesday we're finally going to get our vaccine shot. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I'm so happy. I know. When I got, I was very lucky that I got to make the appointment, one of them, for for daddy. Right. My brother, Michael, he got to make the other appointment for you, but we got them on the same day, just an hour apart, at the Meadowlands, where my father used to work. It's a super vaccine site in New Jersey. And thank God you're getting them. I don't have to be so worried that you're both going to, you know, just get COVID and die. Because we were trying and trying and trying for days and days. And then 
Michael and you finally lucked out. How's the new RAV4 working out? I don't know. I didn't drive it yet. I, I got away because there's like two snow banks at the end of our driveway. <laughs> and our driveway's narrow. So I have to wait till the snow clears up before I attempt it. Oh, my God. You've lived in Lindhurst for 75 years. That's right. That is crazy. you ever think of living anywhere else or no? No, we, we, we had the opportunity to buy a house here, and here we stayed. But you never thought, like, after the kids, you know, move out, maybe we'll move? No, no. Wow. And did your parents live in Lyndhurst their whole lives, too? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Not my father. My father came from uh, Garfield. Oh, well, that's not that far. No. And then his parents came from Italy, or no? Yeah, yeah. They came from Italy. Well, my father was... Uh, and he, his father came from Sicily. Oh boy. Yeah. Sicily hard tempered. <laughs> yes. I was just going to say hotheads. Yeah. Hotheads. Yep. And then what about grandma? Uh, she came from Calabria. I mean, not her, but her parents. Oh, wow. Do you think Lindhurst has changed very much since you were a little kid? It doesn't seem like it's changed that much since I was a little kid. Lindhurst, it has changed. Yeah. It's changed since. I was here. I really like that town. I had a great childhood there. I really enjoyed it. Well, it's access to everything, to see caucus to the city, uh, and you can go up the other way. It, it's like, it, you know, it's it's close to everything. Yeah. Very like good. it takes 20 minutes to get to the city. Yeah, if there's no traffic. Yeah, well. You never liked the city ever. Did you ever, ha was there ever a time in your life when you enjoyed New York City? Well, I didn't mind it when I was young. We would, you know, we'd go see the tree and uh, I would go clubbing in New York oh, City when boy. I worked. Really? When I worked. Yeah, when I worked, you know, when I was young. like What clubs would you 21. go to? Uh, one was called uh, the Telephone Booth. <laughs> oh, there was another one. I can't even think of the name of it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, telephone the booth. It. And it was a, sounds it was like a, a real hard it club. Had dancing. It was all you know, dancing. They'd have these tables, and there was telephones on them. <laughs> I don't know if the telephones worked. And there was another one. I can't think of the name of it, but we went there more. And you would dance the night away. Dance the night away. Wow! You drive in, park, dance, and then yep, drive home. Yep. They were on the uh, Upper East Side, though. They oh. weren't. They weren't downtown or anything. They yeah. weren't by uh, Broadway or anything. They were uptown. Wow! And you've never been much of a drinker. No. Did you drink never. in your youth or no? When you were younger? Not really. No. no. We'd go to these clubs. I nurse like one drinker to the most the whole night. We'd be there like four or five hours. Oh my god! No, That's never fun. a drinker. So this week, I'm very excited to see what you think of this food. I had on Norm Lewis. Mm -hmm. You remember Norm? Norm, yeah, he's a good guy. Remember, we, you came down to see him in Sweeney Todd in Arlington, Virginia. Yes. And he loves you and, and my father. I know. I love him, too. He's a good guy. He's a wonderful person. You know, I've done more shows with him than any other actor. Oh, really? I didn't know that. We've done four things together. Really? We did Sweeney I didn't know Todd. That. Little Mermaid. Remember he was in Little Mermaid? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember him, no. He was in it. He played Ariel's Ariel's father, King Triton. No. I don't remember that. Okay. He was in... <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, it's all right. I mean, listen, some shows are, are you're, you're better off to forget, yeah, frankly. I no offense. That show. The Little Mermaid was not really a triumph. Um, the third thing we did was Better Things on FX. Remember I played the piano for him? Did you ever see that clip? Him and Holland Taylor singing in a piano bar? I don't remember that either. I got to send you that clip. It's really nice. And then we did the Music Man at the Kennedy Center, which you didn't come down to see. Come I don't know why. See. Don't you regret not coming? Yes, but I don't remember why. Oh, you couldn't watch the kids and this and that. I mean, it's a train ride away. Norm Lewis, Jesse Mueller, Rosie O'Donnell, Mark Lynn Baker, me, your son, at the Kennedy Center. I don't know why we didn't come. There had to be a reason, Jim, because you know we come everywhere. (laughs) I know. You should have seen that one because that was a good one. But anyway, with Norm, I did Brussels sprouts. I've tried them, but I don't like them. <laughs> really? When did you try yeah, okay. them? Do you remember oh, when? No, not maybe a couple of years ago. But I, I, I didn't like. They're okay. I mean, I would eat them. Yeah. But I, it, I will. It's not one of my favorites. Like they're kind of bitter, aren't they? Kind of bitter. Uh, they're a little bitter, but you know what? He sent me a recipe with panko. You put the you cut the Brussels sprouts up, put them in oil, panko, Parmesan cheese, salt and pepper. Oh well, that that probably good. And garlic, clove of garlic, all garlic. minced up, and yeah. put them in the oven for twenty minutes. Oh, they were delicious. Yeah, I might even have them for lunch today. They're so good. I think Aunt Rhody likes them. Well, Aunt Rhody likes everything. You should add her on the podcast. She tried everything. She eats everything. Maybe in a future podcast, I'll have you and her on at the same time during this segment. Yeah, that'd be funny. Talk about how the twins like different things. but And we would be fighting because we're fighting <laughs> me and her. I know. We have learned Aunt Rhody eats everything. The mysterious Aunt Rhody. But... Do you like a lot of leafy green things? You don't eat a lot of spinach. Yeah, I like the lettuces. Oh, I love spinach. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. How do you eat spinach? I can, um, I put a little oil, salt, pepper, oh. uh, garlic. Do you ever have spinach yeah. lasagna? I have vegetable lasagna, but not just all spinach. Well, vegetable, vegetable lasagna, lasagna probably has spinach in it, right? Spin- yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, I, I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, I like do that. Do you like kale? No. You ever it's had very it? Very bitter. Yeah, I tried it. I don't like it. I know. I think so, too. I don't enjoy kale. That's too. A lot of people, they put, you know, they put it in the blender and make drinks out of it. It's supposed to be very, very healthy for you. Well, even now on TV, they're saying, you see people making these drinks and they're always putting kale in. I don't eat a lot of leafy greens, spinach, kale. So Brussels sprouts might be a good thing for me to add into my diet. Yeah, probably if you like them. And did you know well, the way he's making them with the with garlic, Parmesan cheese, garlic, mm. and panko, so it gets like crusted, you know, and crusted. Yeah. yeah. So did you know that it's Brussels sprouts? What do you mean? Did I? I thought it was Brussels sprouts, like one Brussels. It's Brussels, like the Brussels, the place. Yeah. Did you know Brussels. that? I really. No, I didn't really know that. No, I didn't either. Brussels sprouts. Because they're popular in Brussels. Isn't that interesting? That's why it's called Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Well, I knew the S was on it, but I said Brussels. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know, <laughs> me too. No, I know. I didn't know it was Brussels. Oh, boy. I don't even know where Brussels is, really, if I think about it. I really don't even know where that is. Do you? Isn't that in Belgium? Oh, yeah. I think you're right, Mom. I'm not that dumb. Well, I can't say you're wrong anymore because I don't want to have to apologize again. Well, I'm not positive, but I, I think Brussels is in Belgium. Yeah, it could be. I think you're right. Brussels is probably in Belgium. Oh, boy. Leafy greens? I don't know, Mom. I can't get a taste for them. Yeah. Well, you would like spinach. You don't like spinach? I like spinach, but in a lasagna. But I mean, it's like that's oh, the worst how, thing oh, you, you could. would like uh, spinach quiche. Delicious. But what about, I mean, spinach with garlic oil? That sounds good. Do you, what do you yeah, have? Yeah, yeah. Like a side dish? As a vegetable. Yeah, that you would know. be good. Yeah, I, I make that a lot for myself because, of course, Daddy's not eating it. He doesn't eat a lot of vegetables. No, he likes salad. He eats salad every night. But salad, he only likes lettuce and tomatoes in it. That's it? Yep. And you put like a vinaigrette or an Italian dressing or what? Yeah, he puts uh, Italian dressing, oil oil and vinegar. I'll use uh, balsamic or Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll splurge and put creamy Caesar. (laughs) You don't put anything else in your salad, just lettuce and tomatoes? Oh, yeah, sometimes I put provolone cheese. Croutons. uh, Oh, yeah, we put croutons. <laughs> I'll put olives. Oh, and Rhody, when she does it, she puts or- little oranges and mm. bacon bits. See, I don't like all that stuff in it. But you like that salad I got you from the Candlewick Diner. Yeah, but that's like a meal because that has chicken in it. Yeah. It has pecan crusted chicken. Good. I could send it to you again. It wasn't that expensive. No, pretty soon I'll be going there. As soon as I get my shots. No, no, no. You can't go crazy. You got to. No, I know, but get out of this house. I know. You have no idea. I went to ShopRite once. Oh, I think it was before Christmas. I don't know when it was, but it was by a holiday, though. But just once. That's where I've been. (laughs) Remember when I was a kid, you take me to ShopRite all the time. We would go. Oh, yeah. I know. We would go. And you go for hours shopping. I remember. No, I don't. Oh, my God. When I was a kid, I remember being in that store for an hour. Well, we had to go up and down the aisles, and then you had to wait in line. But now they have all that uh, self-service. You just swoop the things through. You swoop it? No, Daddy. Oh, boy. He's good at it because he goes, you know, he's got a lot more than me. Yeah, and then you got to put your own, put it in your own bag. Own bag, yeah. And you know, right. with Target, sometimes they say, how many bags did you use? And I put zero, even if I use two bags. I don't oh. need to give them an extra 20 cents. You know, they charge in California for bags. Do they charge oh. in New Jersey for bags? No, no. Sorry, Target. I'm not paying for the bag. I think that's so insane. It is. But but you see, when you go to these food stores, a lot of people bring their own bags. You know, they're made of cloth or burlap. Well, that's very environmentally conscious. That's what we I should know. be doing. And frankly, that's what I should be doing. You know, we have baby mouth merchandise now. And one of the things you could buy is a tote bag. Yeah, I have so many of them. Oh, my you God. You don't want a baby I mouth? huge. No, I didn't even use. Oh boy, you don't I didn't even use them yet. It says no thank you on it, like you say. I know. No, thank you. It's a lowest no thank you tote bag. I don't, but I don't really need it. You wouldn't want one? No, thank you. Oh, man, <laughs> no, I can't even you. sell a bag to my own mother who's... Catch- no, I'm going to get some cups. When? You've been saying that for two weeks already. I know. I, I know. I got Soon. my mug. They're beautiful. Yeah. Are they big? 
Yeah, well, it's 11 ounces. They're not like a mega cup, but it's enough for a cup of coffee. It's a standard yeah, that's, size. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love having that merch. We have phone cases, T-shirts. It's crazy. Yeah. Would you like a baby mouth T-shirt? No, thank you. Would you I'm like, going to get the mugs. You wouldn't like a T-shirt that says no thank you because we have those too? Oh, I don't really like T-shirts. Okay, well. I, I don't guess... like T-shirts. They bother me. <laughs> T-shirts bother you? Yeah, I only like the I don't like the I only like like V-necks T-shirts. <laughs> I don't think we have any V-necks in No, stock. I know. No. Nobody, a lot of people do. Would you like a cloth mask that says no thank you on it? Oh, I have everything. I don't want you to buy me anything. My own mother doesn't want podcast merchandise, people. I do, but. You don't sound like you do. I don't want you buying it. I'll buy my own. Oh, boy. Well, that's good. Do you, you don't really, do you have any merchandise of anything else? No, you don't have anything. You don't like anything. Like what? Like what do you, you don't mean, have merchant? a mug that says Seinfeld on it or a hat that says Friends on it or anything? No. I could get you a no. home and I have my Rosie hat. O'Donnell shirts. Rosie, but they were free. Yeah, and my Rosie O'Donnell jackets. But you never wear them. Well, I wore them back in the day. I don't wear them now. They're huge. <laughs> oh, my God. They are? And they had long sleeve shirts with the Rosie. They were nice. They were heavy. I know. We have so much Rosie merchandise from when I was on the show in 2000. I know. I know. Well, that's good, but you haven't purchased anybody's merchandise. No. I mean, we have like um, cups, like we have Phantom of the Opera cups. Yeah, but I bought that for you. Yeah, but when you were in them, you know, stuff like that. You don't have a Les Mis cup. You don't buy, you don't buy things, though. No. Magnets? Didn't you used to collect magnets? Magnets from different places, like not yeah. from shows. All right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. You're a tough sell. <laughs> I mean, I just tried to get you to buy anything from my merchandising website for the podcast. I am going to buy, but I don't want you buying it. Well, when I want to buy it myself. When you get the mug, I'm going to have someone take a picture of you with it so I can show people how nice the mug is. All right. And it says, no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my motto, no, thank you. <laughs> well, Brussels sprouts, I don't know. What you think you'll eat them? So you don't like them. You're not going to really eat them again. I don't know. I, I'm not, who knows? I mean, if they, if I go somewhere and they're there to eat, I might take one, but I'm where not going to go Where are you going? My... There's nowhere to go. You're not going. No, Even I when mean, there when was... this is all over. But where do you I think go to... you're going to go? Not now. I mean, I don't in really. In the future. I understand. Future. But even in the future, even in the past, where would you go where they would be serving Brussels sprouts? To a restaurant to have dinner. Oh, all right. I thought you meant to like a high school graduation. They're not going to serve no, Brussels no, sprouts. No, no, no. Or some kind of parties. They yeah. wouldn't have them, but a restaurant have them. Yeah, I don't think people are having Brussels sprouts at their parties. No. <laughs> that would be so. a really lame party. <laughs> no, that was the party. Oh, they had Brussels sprouts. Be a horrible party. No, I party. don't think so. So anything tonight? Saturday, big Saturday night happening? No, no, nothing. not going clubbing. No, not clubbing tonight. No, <laughs> not allowed to go anywhere. No, no, no. Of course, Just but stuck home. Nothing on TV. I didn't look in the newspaper yet. See what's on. You find out what's on in the newspaper. Yeah. Wow. I always read the newspaper every day. 
see what's going on. I wouldn't even know where to find a listing in the newspaper. Oh, they have them in all the newspapers. Wow. I don't get a hard copy. I only have the New York Times and I look at it online. Blind. Yeah. Now we get the daily news and the record every day. Wow. The hard copy. Yes. And that's how you find out. All right. Well, yeah. Find out who died. <laughs> you look at the obituaries. Yeah. Do you ever see anybody in there that you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Wow. You do because we're at that age. <laughs> anybody die recently that you know of in the obituaries? I'm trying to think. Um, no, my gr- this girl, Marion, I used to work with, but she... She moved a long time ago up to the Poconos. Her husband died. Oh. But um, I don't even have her address because she moved. And um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. All right, Mom. Have a good afternoon. All right. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day and stay safe. The Baby Mouth theme song is performed by me and was written by me and Jesse Vargas. Jesse also orchestrated, recorded, and mixed the song. The Baby Mouth artwork was created by Tim Quartier. You can follow the Baby Mouth podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Baby Mouth Pod. Tell me about your own personal food nightmare. Have you ever been forced to eat something horrible at a fancy party or on a first date? Is there a food you're afraid to try? I want to know all about your scary food experiences. Email me at babymouthpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to Baby Mouth wherever you get your podcasts. And please, don't forget to leave a review. Baby Mouth!